Hello, this is Brian McLean, and welcome to Our Story with God, episode 31, Jesus as Redeemer. So if you've been listening the last few weeks, you know we've been discussing uh, the end of Jesus's time on earth, the end of his earthly ministry uh, through the, the Last Supper, through the Passion, uh, his illegal trial, his crucifixion, and then his resurrection three days later. And if you look back uh, in, in the book of Mark, uh, there's an interesting note. Um, somebody was complaining that Jesus was doing certain things, uh, casting out demons, and they said he was doing it through the power of Beelzebub. And Jesus said that a house divided can never stand, which Abraham Lincoln would quote years and years later. Um, but if you look in Mark chapter 3, Jesus says right then, uh, verse 27, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then, indeed, he may plunder his house. And so Jesus has spent uh, the time that he has on earth binding all the power of Satan, everything that Satan has, all the tools that he has. Uh, and if you look back, um, he, has, he, has, he has defied death. He has defied uh, demons. He has defied uh, the, the traditions that had bound up the church and worship and so forth. Uh, and so he's been binding up all of these things. And now through resurrection, he starts plundering what has belonged to Satan. Satan owned everyone who was separated from God. And Jesus is now going to reconcile them. Now, I heard a story when I was younger, uh, and it was a story of a little boy who built a boat. And this boat, uh, it came in a little kit, and he spent a lot of time carving it, and he painted it, and he made it look just perfect. Uh, and it was a wonderful little boat, and he took it to uh, his local river to try it out. And he set the boat in the stream, uh, and it floated very well, and it, it you know, the the sail side stayed up and, you know, it did everything a boat is supposed to do. Uh, but unfortunately, it got away from him too quickly. Uh, and as much as he tried to chase after it, he was not able to recover the boat. And obviously, the loss of something that had spent he'd spent so much time designing and perfecting uh, was very sad to him. But a few days later, he happened to be walking past a small corner store and he saw his boat that he had built in the window. And he went in and tried to explain to the owner, hey, that's the boat, I made that. And obviously the owner was not listening to him, he didn't believe him. And so the boy went home and he went and did some chores and he gathered up all the money he had and he went back and he purchased the boat. And so he had made the boat, the boat had gotten away, and then he spent what money he had and he bought the boat back. And on the way home, as he was carrying it, he said, now you're mine twice. I made you and I bought you. I'm never letting you go. Now, obviously, the God we serve is much more powerful than the boy in this story. But the symbolism is very true. This is exactly what God has done for us. He spent time making and perfecting us. And then he went and he bought us. Now, the word redeem uh, is described uh, various different ways. I went on to dictionary.com website and I looked up the word redeemed uh, and it gave me three uh, definitions. One, to buy or pay off, clear by payment. Two, to buy back. Three, to recover by payment or other satisfaction. Uh, and these are the story of what Jesus 
through his blood, through the ultimate sacrifice that he made, did for us. And obviously he conquered death after that to prove that he was God and to then plunder us, to take us back from what Satan had designed for us. Now, there's a couple of, if you if you look back into Old Testament, because again, the story is, is all one story. It all fits together. Go into the book of Hosea, uh, and there's this heartbreaking story of Hosea, who God says, go and marry a prostitute. And she is unfaithful to him, even after he brings her out of uh, her career there. He She gives him three children, but still continues to go back into that that destitute life. And he goes back and he buys her out. And this is a a picture of what Jesus has done for us. He is spending everything he has to buy us back, although we are continually unfaithful. And then you can look at the love that Jesus had uh, in the story of Ruth uh, and how the widow Naomi had lost her husband and her two sons And Ruth, this foreigner, clings to her and does not let her go. Uh, And so Boaz then redeems their family and marries um, uh, Naomi's daughter-in-law. And and he brings her in and carries on that line. He redeems that family. Uh, And you can find that in Ruth chapter 4, how that works. So uh, even in the law, the harshness of sacrifice, you can see the redemption. Um, there, there's, a, there's an excellent um, example. The firstborn of various animals, for instance, in Exodus 13, 13, it talks about donkeys. The firstborn had to be either killed or it could be redeemed with a lamb. Uh, a lamb could take its place. And so there's no... Uh, mistake in the fact that John the Baptist calls Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world in John 1, 29. And so Jesus, through all of these things, through the purchase back of an unfaithful bride, through the love and the redemption of a broken family, and through the sacrifice of a substitutionary lamb, Jesus has brought about this reconciliation, this redemption, and he paid for it with a very high price. And Peter, uh, who obviously was one of Jesus' very, very closest companions through all of his uh, final years in life, through his entire ministry, one of the first disciples to be called uh, and stuck with him, and one of the last that we see speaking with Jesus uh, before he returns to heaven. Peter says it this way, You were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. And that's 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. So just like that boy who wasn't willing to let that boat go because he cared so much about it, God was not willing to let us go. And now he's made us and he's bought us at a very high price and he will not let us go. And so take time, study the word. John 18, 19, uh, it, it records, of those whom you gave me, I have not lost one. And that's referring to the disciples that were standing around uh, as Jesus was being arrested, do you believe this this verse also applies to us as Christians, that he has not lost any of us who belong to him? 
And something to think about, if God knew ahead of time that making death the penalty for sin uh, would make it necessary for Jesus eventually to come and die for us, does that make you think that he knew in advance that this was the best way to bring us to him, even though it cost him so much? So this is this is just a really beautiful picture of what Jesus has done to us and the obvious penalty of our sin being paid by him and exhibiting his love in such a wondrous fashion. And, and it's it's it, it is humbling and it causes us to draw close to God and it brings us to him to understand how much how much he paid for us and how much he loves us. So thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to be diving into a little bit more about who Jesus was. And then we'll be launching into, in the third uh, portion of this study, we'll be launching into what does that mean for us as Christians today. Thanks for listening. Leave your comments below.